Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Keep Blooming, episode 40, and I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Today, we welcome Kimberly Brockway to the podcast. Kimberly is a certified holistic health coach and the creator of Veritas Fitness. Since this is airing at that back to school time of year, be sure to grab her free meal prep guide in the show notes so you can save some time on dinner. In our conversation, we talk about avoiding the mindset of making your health a luxury instead of a priority, remembering that our bodies are a true gift and we should treat them that way. Plus, hear how Kimberly really feels about calorie counting and dieting. Let's get growing and keep blooming. Tired of overthinking your next step? Do you want simple steps to level up your mind, body, and spirit? Or maybe you need some inspiration to reach your goal. Then you've tuned into the right podcast. This is Keep Blooming, and I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Each week, I'll encourage you to drop the hustle mentality for hope and act on the dreams God has put on your heart. Like you, I'm doing all the things as a Catholic, a wife, a mom to three boys, and a licensed Ziegler coach. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Welcome to the Keep Blooming Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Montigny, and today I have a guest with us. Her name is Kim Brockway. She's a holistic health coach, and she's a wife. She's a mom uh, to four, and I've been getting her recipes uh, for a while now. And so, Kim, uh, welcome to the show. What else do we need to know about you? Thank you so much. Yes, um, cooking is my passion. I absolutely love to cook. I love to teach people how to cook. And that's, um, so I love sharing healthy versions of everybody's favorites. <laughs> Your practice is called Veritas Fitness. Is that right? Yes. And how, you know, what is, what is a holistic health coach? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So a health coach is basically, um, you know, when your doctor says you need to eat better, sleep better, stress less, exercise more, and you have no idea where to start, that's where you start working with a health coach. Um, and they are, are actually um, growing in um, a lot of like hospitals are starting to hire health coaches to work with their patients. Doctor's offices are starting to have them, um, chiropractor's offices. So it's a growing field, a very quickly growing field. Um, I was a personal trainer for 15 years, actually, before I became a health coach. Uh, and, but I just realized there was a need for more um, <laughs> than just you know, helping people with their exercise. Um, and so, so yes, it's a quickly growing field and there are a thousand one variations of what a health coach can do. Um, I in particular teach people, um, how to meal prep and how to cook. Um, but you know, there's health coaches that, that, that specialize in thyroid care. There's health coaches who specialize in diabetes. There's health coaches who specialize in exercise for postpartum moms. Like there's such a huge variation of what it can be. Um, so yeah. it's really exciting field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of niches for it, which I think is important. But also, you know, this word holistic, I think is so important because a lot of the times when we're struggling with something, we're just looking at that one thing when mm -hmm. maybe that's not really the root problem. So, yeah. um, so I really appreciate that approach. So before we get dive any further into our conversation, um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I like to uh, root 
our conversations in truth with Lexio Divina. So we're going to do that now. So this is Luke chapter eight, verses 52 through 56. All were weeping and mourning for her when he said, do not weep any longer for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him because they knew that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called to her, child, arise. Her breath returned and she immediately arose. He then directed that she should be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded and he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. So of course this scripture passage comes off the heels of another previous miracle around to health. And this is just so beautiful. And I love how Jesus in many, um, you know, instances of healing is always talking about the whole person. Okay, now give her something to eat, right? <laughs> so um, just simple instruction. It's such a beautiful passage too. Like just um, the innocence of it, you know, the parents were astounded and, and I just, I love that in awe. That's beautiful. Well, we'll come back to this at the end of our conversation, but Kim, coming back to, you know, what you do in, in your years of experience and in this meal prep and cooking, uh, how did you even get into this? Like, what was the catalyst? So, um, like I said, I was a personal trainer for 15 years and, um, you know, very, very quickly as a trainer, you discover that, oh, it's, eating habits. We need to work on eating habits. Um, and so like I was share simple suggestions with people like, you know, okay, try swapping this instead of this and things like that. And then I started sharing simpler recipes for meals. And then that evolved into me teaching um, meal prep workshops because I realized that my client base didn't know how to cook. <laughs> and my client base was um, generally um, successful professionals in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, and for some reason, they just kind of, they just didn't have a lot of time to cook. They didn't enjoy cooking. Um, you know, so there was just a lot of information that they they needed help with. Um, There's a lot of stuff that they needed help with. And so I, the meal prep, prep workshops were a huge hit. Um, and then the pandemic happened. Um, and that was the end of that. And so I took them all online and I started teaching virtual meal prep workshops. And, and that's kind of where the current version of what I do came from. Um, and it's definitely not what I thought my life was going to be at this point. Um, I thought that I would have a little boutique gym and that I would teach meal prep on the side. I never thought that meal prep would be what I taught, like the main thing that I taught, but I love it because I, I love to cook. Cooking has been my passion. I started cooking when I was eight years old. Um, and so I, I love how shocked people are when they make a healthy recipe and they're like, oh my gosh, this is really good. And I'm like, like yeah. it, can, it doesn't have to be all, you know, grilled chicken and broccoli. Like you can actually have fun and flavor in your life. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. And, and I think that's so important too, that, you know, how you started off with it first it was like simple swap right yes and then you said then you started getting into the recipes and I think when people start to think about oh I need to make a change to my health I want to make a change to what I'm eating um I think the overwhelm kicks in mm -hmm. and uh that's where I like kind of this approach of just 
try this, you know, yeah. all these directions, <laughs> try yeah. it, see what happens. And, um, you know, when I work with my clients, um, I have a holistic approach too, in the sense that, you know, we look at all these areas of your life, mental, physical, um, spiritual, family, financial, personal, and career. And so when I look at the physical spoke with my clients, hey, I'm not a holistic health coach like you, Kim, but, you know, we can dig into what is sapping your energy. Like, why are you feeling drained? Like, just look at those core things that are going on, you know, your, what you're eating and your sleep and, and all of that. And I think a lot of the times um, health can get kind of pushed aside unless there is a quote unquote problem. If you wait till you have a problem, <laughs> then you have more problems, be a lot more work. Whereas I if you're a yeah. lot of moms, especially yeah. the mm -hmm. health as a luxury, like prioritizing yes. health or they're sick as a luxury. Mm. Um, you know, they're not going to reach out to who a health coach, unless there's a problem, they're not going to reach out to a personal trainer, unless they've already have weight issues, you know, like things like that. Like, um, a lot of us see it as a luxury and, and it should be a priority. Like our health should be a priority and not saying that it should always be like, oh, you have to work with a professional, but it's something that should be on the radar much, much sooner than when there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point. Reaching your goals in life or, you know, even if it's just you want to improve your relationships and your family, that all requires um, doing the work on you and yourself. And how can I have more energy? How can I get better rest so I'm not snapping at people? How can I make meals that are good for me and my family? And, and you're right. I think, you know, there is this mentality that this kind of stuff is a luxury um, or it's really only looked at when it's a problem, but if you get to that point, now you just have more problems, <laughs> like, you know, whereas if you can incorporate this into your life on a daily basis, you know, you're, you're improving everything, you know, yes. and, and you have the energy and the stamina to meet those goals and do those things you want to do. Talk to me a little bit about what is, what is like the main reason people come to work with you? So most people, it is, um, it, it's one of two. It's either they are overweight and dealing with health issues, health issues that are weight related. And so they want to get that, um, back to a healthy zone, or it's because they are, they know that they need to make changes for their family, but they're very overwhelmed with where to start. Um, and so I would say it's probably a 50, 50, um, for me, it's, it's, it's one of those two reasons that people come, um, to work with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important, um, that overwhelmed piece because so often we think we have to go it alone, Yes. but part of just living and reaching your goals is working with other people. Um, yeah. you know, and a lot of the times even, just a simple consult will kind of like kickstart you in the right yeah. direction. I think a lot of the times we're easy to dismiss how an, an expert can come on board and with an objective eye be like, talk to me about this. Okay, well, have you tried this? And sometimes we just, we need that other perspective. You know, there's, there's especially 
I think in the health industry, in the coaching industry, there's, I think a lot of myths out there about how helpful it is or, oh, gee, do I really need this? You know, um, what are some of those myths that come up in your area? Um, fad diets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, drive me nuts. Um, it's like, <laughs> we, um, I am not a big fan of demonizing food groups. Um, you know, so the low fat craze of the eighties, the, you know, um, the keto craze now, because the problem is they, those things can be done well and they are necessary in certain situations, but if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> it's going to make your situation a lot worse in the long run. Um, and like keto is one of those examples, I think for me, where, um, it can be done well and it can be um very necessary for some people's health like depending on certain health issues but um most people use it as an excuse to eat their body weight and cheese on a weekly basis um and then they still have a cheat day here and there but those cheat days are actually very 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 hard on your body um because of the way that you switch back and forth between burning fat for energy versus burning you know carbs for energy and such and such um so that's one that drives me a little nuts. Um, and then just the um, the commercialization of a lot of health foods. That's another one where people say, oh, well, that says low fat, so it's healthy. Or that says keto, so it's healthy. Or that says grain-free, so it's healthy. Um, and most of the time, it's just a marketing scam. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things that I focus on a lot with people is just eat real food. Like eat real food. That's you know, the, yes, there, there can be treats here and there, but if you prioritize real food, 90% of the time, you will get your health issues, issues under control, very, very successfully. Um, and I've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. And, and that too, though, is where a lot of people are intimidated because then that's where the cooking has to come into play. You can't just open a box and pop it in the oven and that's dinner. Um, you know, that's, uh, that overwhelms people and stresses them out. So, you know, so that's one of the myths, again, another one of the myths that I like to work with is like real food isn't scary. Like it isn't difficult. It isn't hard to do. You just, it just takes a little bit of, of a learning curve, but that learning curve, once you get through it, it opens up a whole new world <laughs> yeah. how and how you can eat well and how you can enjoy what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that whole idea of everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yes. You know, because that is really coming from a fear. Like I either can't do this or I'm overwhelmed or, you know, you just, I think people think are thinking like too far ahead where you just need a step-by-step approach. Talk to me a little bit about, um, because I see your name here, you know, Veritas Fitness. How has your faith played into what you do? Um, So I believe that God gave every single one of us our bodies as the greatest gift, because if we don't have our body, we cannot receive any other gift from him. So if we're not taking care of our bodies, then we're kind of abusing the best gift he gave us. Like, yes, the Eucharist is, you know, the number one gift, obviously, but you can't receive the Eucharist if you don't have have a body. Like, you know, like if you don't, if you don't have the body that he gave you, Um, you know, you can't receive any other gift unless you, unless he first gives you your body. So the very first gift that he gave you, you're just gonna like, not take care of it. Like, like, yeah, you know, like that just, 
that is a huge part of it for me. Um, and so teaching people to take care of the body that he gave you, but also um, not to demonize the foods that he gave us. Like, you know, people think, oh, like fat is bad or carbs are bad or bread is bad or salt is bad or whatever. Like in certain situations, yes, you should probably have less of those things, but are those ingredients as bad like, like he says, how many times does he say, I am the bread of life or, you know, you are the salt of the earth. Um, and yet those are like some of the, you know, two of the top two ingredients that people are like, oh, no, 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 you can't have salt. You can't have bread. Um, <laughs> and so I like to dig in with people and think, well, why, you know, where is the problem actually is the problem, the ingredient itself, or is the problem the way that we've changed that ingredient? and mixed it with a whole lot of other ingredients that aren't so great. Um, you know, like if you take that ingredient and do something with it, is it less bad for you? You know, like if you are, um, like one of my favorite um, uh, examples is um, salt, is iodized salt. Um, there's actually a, um, so when, when you have iodized salt, it's actually like they bleach all of the <laughs> nutrients out of it. And then they mix it with dextrose, which is a corn derivative to bind the iodine to the salt. Um, so it's not even close to what it was when, you know, what salt should be, the salt that God gave us. Um, you know, that's a that's kind of one of those things there. It's like, okay, like this can actually, there's a good version. Like, yes, there's a bad version, but there's a good version. <laughs> mm -hmm. For bread, um, you know, the wheat that we eat now is... Um, completely different from the wheat that we had uh, prior to 19, the 1960s. Um, and a lot of people actually, I've, I've seen this happen over and over with my clients, like they'll go to Europe and they can eat the bread and the pasta there and they're fine. They don't get the bloating. They don't get the stomach cramps. They don't get the brain fog. Like it's completely different. And it might have more to do with the fact that we douse our wheat and Roundup before we harvested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Again, it's just one of those things like, okay, like ask questions. Don't just, don't just assume that the entire food group is bad, you know, dig around a little bit and try to find out like, okay, is there a good version of it? Like, is there like, can we find a way to, to make this work? So you're not just saying, oh, for the rest of my life, I can't have that. Yeah. Um, cause I, I don't like, I don't like having people come out and say, oh, that's, that's bad. That's, you know, we can't do that ever again. Um, but I don't like it when people teach their kids that like, you know, I, I hate seeing little middle school girls looking at calorie counts. I hate it. It is just one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, no, you shouldn't be thinking about that right now. And there is a time and a place, absolutely, for people who need to count calories. But um, that's actually something that I avoid as much as possible in my health coaching is um, the focus on, on calories. It's like, no, we're going to focus on eating real food. We're not going to worry about calories unless it's absolutely necessary, but we're going to try this first. <laughs> well, first, first of all, quick little story, you know, you were saying about people go to Europe and they travel and they're fine with yeah. what they're eating. Yeah. That, so for the third year in a row now, I'm hosting a destination retreat in the Azores, um, which cool. is off of, yeah, which <laughs> is uh, off of Portugal. And every time I go, I'm fine with eating the bread and cheese there. Mm -hmm. I'm not bloated it's delicious. Like I'm not like weighed down. So I totally know what you mean by all the processing and just being very aware of that is, is huge. Sometimes we forget, but 
the the other things you were saying, especially with when we were talking about faith, I love this concept of thinking of your body as receiving, right? Mm -hmm. And it cannot receive if it's disordered and you're not taking care of it. You know, mm -hmm. it's a gift. And and so I love that perspective because I think so often people need like a mindset shift around what their body is, what it's doing for them um, and how it can like help them, but also it it's truly a gift. And so I love that idea of receptivity. And I also love what you said when you were talking about, you know, don't demonize foods, you know, and, and God's creation, you know, he gave us everything we need. He yeah. really did. We mucked it up, but <laughs> he yeah. gave us what we needed. So just looking at a very simple approach of just eat the real food. Yes. 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 You got to make it. Okay. You know, I know that's not as convenient, but I'm sure you have tools and techniques to help people to do that. So I have four children and how does everything that you do, um, how do you see that in your family? Like, you know, how is the benefit of how you eat, um, how you're moving your body and treating it well? How do you see that work in your family? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, my husband jokes that our kids are the Ubermensch. Um, they just, they, <laughs> they just, they have so much energy and so much stamina and, um, rarely get sick, which is, which is awesome. Um, they yeah, they haven't, we get, we get maybe one bad cold a year. And that's one thing that I see, um, frequently as a benefit of this. And obviously every family is different and every situation is different, but their immune systems are insane. Um, but another benefit that I have seen uh, more so now because my older three are uh, 12 and then almost 10 and almost eight. Um, and they cut themselves off of junk food when we are at a party or something like that. Um, because like, I'm not going to be that mom going into a party saying, you can't have any of this food. Um, but I am going to be that mom in the car saying, you know how that food makes you feel. So use your best judgment. And like, if they overdo it, they'll come to be like, mom, I shouldn't have had that much junk food. I don't feel good now. <laughs> and so they know, like they know that the junk food does not make them feel their best. And my older two, especially my, my 12 year old and my almost 10 year old, like they'll just stop. They will like, they'll be at my, you know, at fat with family and they'll be like, oh, grandma, I don't want any more junk food. I'm good. Um, you know, like they have figured it out. My eight year old still, he has a little room to, <laughs> to improve there, but he's eight, you know, like there's, you expect that from an eight year old. Um, so that's been really cool to see, to see them develop that ability to stop already, to stop when they know that it's not good for their bodies and that they don't like the way it makes them feel. Wow. That's, that's so wonderful. And, you know, you're really setting them up for success um, mm -hmm. in that area. And, and I think it's really important to really reflect on sometimes when we're struggling in this area or any other area, um, we're just thinking about the struggle. But when you start to think about the benefits and the fruit of what will come from the yes. changes you're going to make, that's really the motivator. And I know 
when I work with my clients, uh, we go through a goal setting system. And, and a big part of that is brainstorm all the ways that this is going to be beneficial that, you know, what are the possible fruits that you, that can come from this? And there's even going to be some you didn't even think of, or maybe that you can't even see that God's taking care of, you know, I think that's really important to take the time to reflect on that because that is going to be your motivator. And that is going to be a, a lasting part of your legacy, really. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so how do, Kim, how do people get in touch with you? Um, so mainly through my website, they can sign up to download a free month meal plan, one month meal plan. Um, and then they can see how the entire program works. Like um, my goal is for every recipe to take less than 10 minutes to prepare. Most of them take less than five minutes to prepare. Um, and I, so they'll get like a video link walking them through in real time how to prepare each recipe and how to streamline it and how to improve um, your efficiency with meal prep, because that is huge. A huge part of what I do is um, making it realistic for parents, like making this a, okay, you can spend less than an hour on the weekend, including setup and cleanup and have all your dinners ready for the week. And it's so nice to have that done. Like my husband and I are both distance runners. Um, that's actually how we met. We ran cross country together um, in college. And um, and so we run three nights a week as a family and the kids, the kids, the older kids ride their scooters or their bikes and then the baby's in the stroller and we go for a three or four mile run three nights a week. And so it's so nice to come home and that meal is in a crock pot ready to go. Like I didn't have to think about dinner. I literally just pulled it out, threw it in a crock pot and went on with my day. Um, you know, so that just takes so much stress out of life and gives us the opportunity to prioritize um, something that we really enjoy and something that keeps us in shape and keeps us, you know, able to keep up with our children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's so fun that, you know, get that work done and you actually have more time for other things. And I mean, what you're saying there, even in those activities, I mean, that's improving your marriage, your family life. Uh, mm -hmm. It's fun, you know, and you're taking care of your body. So, you know, what are all the things that you can do if you, you know, take the time to take care of this first. Um, that's amazing. That's really awesome. So all of your information is in the show notes. So people, you know, go there um, and get the links. And I know you have, you know, some, I'm on your email list and I know you're always sending good info. And so, yeah, so let's return to our Alexio. And again, this is Luke 8 verses 52 through 56. All were weeping and mourning for her when he said, do not weep any longer for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him because they knew that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called to her, child arise. Her breath returned and she immediately arose. He then directed that she should be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded and he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. There's a lot of instruction here, but it's also very simple and gentle in a way. And um, I hear that a lot in your work too. So I like that connection. Well, Kim, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And yes, everyone check out the show notes to connect with Kim and drop the overwhelm and, and get those great recipes. Much. I really appreciate it, Liz. This was awesome. Oh, fantastic. Let's get growing and keep blooming.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Keep Blooming. Tune in every Wednesday for a dose of hope and encouragement. To be the first to know about my upcoming retreats and latest offerings, become an email subscriber at LizMontignyCoaching.com. Have a wonderful week and remember to keep blooming.